Hello, is it? Hello? Hello, is this thing on? Is it on? It is. Yeah. What's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to the Motherfucking Protocol Podcast. That's T T F P P, right? The Protocol Podcast. Yeah, just T F P. The 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 second P is you down with T F P P? You down with T F P P? Nah, it doesn't work. Anyway, yo, welcome back. Welcome back. As always, I was just talking to big man on the soundboards, big Mike in the building, your man Dean Edwards, flying solo Mike with the two thumbs up. Uh, we're just talking about brand loyalty and people riding with you. And I'm going to be honest, people, there have been times I apologize because my voice is a little, little hoarse, a little under the weather, as it will. Perhaps I'm a little bit under Um, Yeah, so I'm, uh, you know, maybe I'll have to talk like this to the whole podcast. Now, that actually hurts in the back of the throat, too. Pause. Um, yeah, wound up a little under the weather. So anyway, um, yeah, we were, we were talking about, uh, you know, the the challenge. Not so much the challenge, but the fact that with, with any any podcast, in comparison to numerous other forms of uh of entertainment whether taped or otherwise and as many of you that have been riding with us uh our day one cats son our day one cats that have been riding with us since since late 2013 when we first launched this thing called the the father bucket protocol um you know a lot of people know some weeks these uh these come out week you know we put these out right in the moment uh, I think, uh, as evidence say, with um, most recently with the uh, with the Robin Williams episode, uh, where you know that happened, and so we said, you know, we gotta we gotta put this one out immediately. And then there are other times uh, where I have to put a bunch of these in the can and record them on occasion, not 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 too often, but on occasion uh, because a brother has to go out of town and go make. A dollar out of 15 cents. And so we can't all link up in the living room as it were. And uh, and so the challenge, I guess the challenge, because um, the challenge is making sure that we satiate the desires of our listening public. I want to make sure, just like any other podcast out there, all my cronies on uh, on all things comedy, um, you know, from from Bill, look, Bill Burr, not Billy. I didn't say Billy. Well, I just said Billy, but I said Bill Burr, like uh, Billy, and uh, it kind of cancels it out when you go right back to it. But um, you know, uh, his Monday morning podcast, and uh, you know, uh, Dean Del Rey's let there let there be talk, and uh, Ian Edwards. Uh, Soccer comic rant, and uh, I'm trying to think who else. Brian Scalero's, you know, podcast. It's a bunch of bunch of my boys, uh, the champs. You know, you 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 do your best as the creative entity, the the talent, and also the you know director at times, uh, producer at times. Shout out to Joseph Bessie who produces this lovely podcast. Uh, <clears throat> we want to make sure we put them out, but. Every so often, I ain't gonna lie, there are weeks where you're like, eh, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. Can't we just put up a, 
uh, one that we did last year and say the best of. <laughs> this is the best of the For the Bucket Protocol. And some people do do that. That's a little, uh, we just pulled back the curtain. That's, that's a little trick when you don't get a chance to record that you all may not have realized, and now you do. He'll do the best of episodes. But that also, the best of episodes will come when you've been doing them long enough that you have a catalog. Think of it in terms of if you're a performer or, uh, you know, you're a performer. How many times you, you, you go to a concert? <laughs> and it could be anybody. It could be, it could be Jay-Z. Um, you know, it could, it could be, uh, you know, I don't know. The, the Rolling Stones. In the Rolling Stones, they have a new album, right? And you don't care about their new album. <laughs> when, when, when fans go to a show, most of the time, you want to hear the joints or the joints for all my Philly cats. You want to hear the joints that, that take you back to when you first heard that joint. If I, if I go see The Roots, as much as I love the Roots, and I, I, they're like one of the few groups that I pretty much, I think I own, if not every album, almost every album, back to back to organics. Shout out to all the cats that are real Roots heads. Like the OK Player cats, the, the cats that have been down since before, long before they were uh, rocking out with my man Jimmy Fowl. Um, on uh, not only tonight's show and, and the late and the late show, but also when these dudes when they, it, before Erica Bad Dude got down with them and sang, "You Got Me." If you worry about me, I've been a hooah. I'm surprised I can still hit her hit hit that voice because my voice is really strained right now. Um, uh, just just uh, Mike just asked what happened. Just uh, you know, kids having germs and and me forgetting to wash my hands. I'm I'm one of the few people that when 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 any family members, if I see them coughing, I don't care if you're my mom's, my wife, my kids, my my aunts, cousins, whatever. If I see you sneeze and you come towards me, I will put my fist out like, yeah, we can do the dap, we can just pound it out. Like I ain't trying to get your germs, and uh, but I think I I slipped up and and. Uh, brother slipped up and got caught. There was a funny episode of the Burning Back show. I think it was like his first season where uh, baby girl, baby girl, she uh, she had a little cold and Bernie was going to Vegas. He was going to Vegas, uh, hang with his, his boys that weekend. And the, the episode is hilarious because they animate her germs. They animate her germs and... So, uh, and it's, it's a brilliant scene, man. If y'all get a chance, <clears throat> if y'all get a chance, go, uh, go look it up online. It's, uh, I gotta, I, I should look this, this episode up online. It's the Bernie Mac show. It was season one. Baby girl had her, had, had her, uh, birthday party and she, she gets sick and Bernie's doing everything to make sure he doesn't get the germs. And then... <laughs> When it's time for her to blow out the birthday cake, they start playing roller coaster of love, roller coaster, and she blows the cake, blows out the uh, the the candles on the cake, and so her germs land on the cake. So then they show as they cut the slices of cake, you see this green glowing image on top of each cake, and then it says, "Now he's sick, now he's sick," and no one gets it. And then I think at the top of the third act, 
They come back from... No, at the end of the second act, Bernie goes into the refrigerator after you've forgotten about it. And he uh, he takes the cake out. And, and you see the cake glowing. And he cuts a slice. And he starts eating it. And then it goes to commercial. Then it comes back from commercial. And he's 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 laid up in bed. In bed. It's a funny episode. All right, you know what? So maybe I didn't give it the best description. It would have been... A lot the Bernie Mac show. I don't I don't know the name of the episode though. I don't remember. I remember it was uh uh I mean if you look up Bernie Mac show germs or Bernie Mac show baby girl birthday party, it might come up. Anyway, so all that to say, because I always say that, all that to say. We 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 do our best to make sure we get these episodes out to y'all, man, and and it becomes challenging because by nature most comics are lazy. We're lazy. That's how. That's why we became comedians. We don't like punching a clock. We don't like uh, sticking to necessarily routine schedule. But the beauty of doing this uh, this podcast, uh, I, I think most most. Uh, Comics or most people that 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 podcast would agree is is uh, it helps you exercise a different muscle, um, uh, puts you in contact with the fans. See, I, like I told y'all, I call y'all fam, y'all fam, y'all my father monkey fans. Um, it was the flu episode. Was it called the flu episode? Oh, okay. Um, Mike, Mike is on the iPad searching these things up right now. Um, yeah, and so. For anybody that doesn't put it out on a consistent basis, you run the risk of losing you, the fans, or fans, whichever you want to call it. You, you people, anyone that actually supports and listens to the podcast, I think starts to look forward to it. And some episodes are going to be better than others. I'm actually saying right now, because I'm not feeling it 100%, it was the second episode. Boom. Michael just confirmed to me it was the second episode there. I knew it was the first season. I was going to say it was one of the early episodes. I knew it was the first season. It's called Now You Got It. So look up the Bernie Mac episode, the Bernie Mac show, Now You Got It. This is the second episode. Hilarity. I remember watching that in my office on the 17th floor at 30 Rock saying this show is brilliant. And they won a Peabody Award that year. Uh, I don't know what a Peabody Award represents, um, some form of excellence, um, but Bernie won it, and they deserved it. Uh, he and, I think, Larry Wilmore. That was before uh, Hutchison took over as a showrunner on that show. So, yeah, man, so that's that's my point. Um, you know, I appreciate y'all riding with us and keep supporting, and I'll make sure I do my best to put out some, some uh, good, entertaining, and sometimes informative a podcast, man. And that's not to bash anybody because y'all also have to understand sometimes cats do get busy and so they do their best to get the the uh, get the content out there. But uh, unfortunately, it's 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 easier said than done and, and cats get busy. And so I guess the trick is to find a balance. Uh, I, I, I actually told both Michael and uh, Vessi that they're going to be times because... Mike actually brings, I mean, Mike, what what would you say, like, if in movie credits, what is your, what is your title in the movie credits? Sound engineers? 
He's a sound engineer. So Mike, Mike, we're fortunate enough to have Michael come in. I mean, this dude, he has. It was, what's this machine over here? It's a hard disc recorder. I have no idea what it is, but it's a big piece of equipment with a lot of buttons and lights and wires plugged in and out. He comes with a bunch of wires, a uh, bunch of headphones. He has, um, he's made what what I can only describe as his own portable mic stand that he can he can hoist. They do not make these. It's a wooden block that he's uh, screwed uh, a mic stand into and then extends the, the uh, boom mic towards you so he can set this on any surface so you don't wreck someone's table, man. I mean, so we're fortunate, but I know, you know, like, for instance, I think I have to, uh, this month I probably have to go out to L.A. And so I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'd like to, I'd like to record a couple of my buddies uh, you know, like my buddies uh, Owen Smith and Ali Leroy. Uh, check out their podcast, Alias Smith and Leroy, um, which I've done because I've done two episodes of theirs, and I love to interview these cats. Speaking of Ali, Ali, um, Ali was one of uh, Bernie's writers, and also Chris Rock's, uh, Chris Rock's, uh, one of his writers, and he's also a talent, obviously, and he plays a mean bass and takes a good photo. And you know he's the type of cat I like to uh, like to pick his brains. He um he was the showrunner on Are We There Yet the the sitcom, um the TBS show. I think they did like did a hundred episodes. It was one of those shows the 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 ten ninety um setup where they shot ten, sold it to TBS, and TBS said, okay, we'll uh, pay you to do ninety more. Yeah, still it still runs it's in syndication, man. That's all really from Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, I think. Tyler, well, Tyler Perry, I think, was the first cat to say, listen, we'll sell you this show. We'll do all these episodes. And F you pay me, you know. Tyler Perry, say what you will about him, um, whether you like his, his, his product or not. He's doing it, man. You, you, you got to be appreciative and respect his hustle. He, oh, Mike said he's got some black audience. That's an understatement. Uh, and, and you know what? People have this, this misconception. People, people always say, you know what? People that like a Tyler Perry movie aren't going to like a Spike Lee movie. And Spike Lee's fans aren't going to like Tyler Perry. Most, most, for the most part, black people are going to support uh, whatever is black if they get a chance to see themselves. You know, if 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 eight movies come out in a weekend and one of them stars Idris Elba, <laughs> chances are uh, most black people are gonna say, oh, I guess we're going to the movies to see uh, Idris's movie. Uh, the 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 exception I say to to that is when it's a, a period piece. If it's a period piece or a uh, or even even slave themed or civil rights based, you might not see as many people go out because a lot of people there 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 a lot of people say, man, I don't I go to the movies to escape. A lot of people go to the movies to escape reality. They don't want to get if 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 you just saw on the news you you're uh, you know you you're paying attention to you know the drama in uh 
in Ferguson uh, with, with Mike Brown and the, and the uh, cops, you know, shooting him. And then uh, uh, what was the brother's name in uh, in Staten Island? Jeez, that, that that they choked to death. If you see enough of that, and then somebody's like, "Hey, you want to go see Fruitvale Station, where where brother uh, got got sh shot uh, unjustly, and all he was doing was celebrating New Year's Eve with his with his friends?" Uh, a lot of people gonna say, "No, I I." Because you know how it ends. It's not how you want it to end. You, you, you're not going to see, you're not going to, I'm sorry if I'm giving the movie away, but y'all should have seen it by now. You, the statute of limitations on this movie uh, and not knowing how Fruitvale Station ends, knowing it's not a happy ending. It's a, it's a movie based on a true story um, that happened uh, a few years back uh, with a uh, young brother um, that, um, uh, was not a perfect, uh, and that that's always, they, they always, you always see the media, and I've, I've actually, in in recent weeks, I guess, done research and noticed that the, uh, <laughs> that the, the statistics hold in that when there's a, uh, when there's a black, uh, when, when, when someone black has gotten killed by the police unjustly or what have you. I'm saying unjustly because from my perspective, it is unjust uh, because Mike Brown was, was a teenager. He was a kid. And whether, whether he stole something or not, um, really? You kill him? You know, was stealing something? Even if he, hey, what did he do that was so threatening that made them kill him and then leave him laying in the street for, for hours? So... Uh, they, there was sort of a uh, a a a racial taste test <laughs> where they said they showed the media's coverage of a black victim versus the media coverage of a uh, white criminal or white perpetrator of a crime. So with Mike Brown, um, they 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 uh, they they show a picture of him in in. In jeans that are sagging, looking like looking like the cover of a hip hop album, you know, a uh, rap album. Jeans saying he's not smiling, and and they'll say, you know, uh, Mike Brown, um, who who as of late recently taken to, uh, you know, uh, making rap songs about you know sordid material and and how he's unhappy with the world. Versus the uh, the the young cats that that um, you know blew up um, detonated the bomb in the Boston Marathon, and they they open up that that story by saying so many of his friends were so surprised because he he was he he always seemed like a nice guy the guy who shot up the the movie theater and looked nuts uh, same pretty much the same same story. No one ever understood how this happened because he, he came from such a good family and, and he was always really quiet, you know. And so most black people sitting at home, and, and it's, it, it doesn't shock us. Like, you, no one I know that's black that saw any of these things happen recently uh, watched them and said, I can't believe this happened. Most people are like, yep, yep, that's, that's how it goes. I'm just about, fortunately, someone caught it on tape. 
which means if someone caught this one on tape, think of how many times it happened that people didn't catch it on tape and people weren't up in arms. And so most people don't want to, most people of color, most black people don't want to go to movies to, uh, I won't even say most people, but there are, there are a lot of uh, black people, especially, I think, younger, and that's not to uh, minimize, um, you know, what young people do and do not want to support. But I know, um, based on talking to friends of mine or, or acquaintances, I should say, that are, uh, you know, like teenagers or in college, and if you said to them, yo, did you see 12 Years a Slave? Nah, son, that ain't for me, man. You know, just because where their head might be. You know, and they're not in the headspace to to want to pay money to to see someone black get whipped, you know. Uh, and most people, and for the most part, I think most people want want to go to the movies to be entertained and 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 escape and relax versus going and being faced with a with with a with reality. You know, if if you know there's most movies you don't see them dealing with bills. <laughs> You don't go to movies see somebody dealing with bills or deal with real life unless uh, there's there's the movie ends with hope. What was the movie? The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. Remember that movie? Remember it was a good movie, but you watch that movie like yo, like you start itching like damn, I I still owe my student loan. Got to go out of this movie. I still got paid out. I ain't got forty G's to pay back that student loan. But it but a movie like that ends hopefully because. It's a it's a happy ending. He he, he went on to uh, to get himself and his son from living in the gutter. The, the 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 guy the movie was based on actually makes a cameo at the end. A lot of people don't know, but as uh, Will Smith is wa is walking walking, I think towards the camera, he's wa he's walking away, and they sort of bump paths or something. But that's a happy ending. That's. That's what people go to movies to see happy endings. Yeah, okay, Mike just said he could not he, he could not watch The Passion of the Christ because he's, look, Jesus getting beat. The whole movie. A lot of people going like, yo, look, Mike saying it's a great, great movie, but he's like, come on, son, damn. Again? How many times he got skin left on his back? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people... Like to disconnect. Like when you tune into the Father Muckin Protocol. You see what I did there? You see how I just tied that in? That's called a plug, people. Uh, I forgot to tell you. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Uh, you, oh, you know what I forgot to... Um, I, I, I wanted to uh, talk about ego and, and people needing to sort of check their egos, man, because... Uh, Oh, because I think everyone, uh, everyone gets sort of full of themselves, probably myself included. We're all, we're all uh, susceptible to it. Well, you have to be, Mike said, don't you have to be? You're a comedian. And there's truth to that. You have, when you go on stage, you have to believe that, you know what, I'm the funniest cat on the planet at this particular moment in time. If I'm on stage, um, I don't care if, if, like, look, Eddie Murphy is my is my comedic hero. But when I get on stage, it's me. It's all about me. It's not about um, Eddie. It's not about 
Cosby, Pryor. It's not about Cat Williams. It's not about Chappelle. It's not about Patrice. It's about me. And and I feel like when I touch the stage, if I, if I'm about to do my hour, I'm going in and I'm making sure I erase everybody else that came before me and anyone that would dare get on stage after me. I want, when I get on stage, I want to, when I get off stage, I want people damn near pass me around the room like a blunt, you know? <laughs> I want people like, yo, I want another hit of that. You know, after the show, I want people walking out like this. I love when people, you know, you have women saying, my abs hurt. My face hurts. I, I was laughing so hard. That's what I want. So there is, there's a time for your ego. Um, regardless of uh, what your your job is, you know. Whether you, if you're an accountant, you got to do that job to the best of your ability. The, the difference between being an accountant and being uh, a ball player is that if you're an accountant and you, and you get the books right, you don't necessarily get a moment like, booyah, in your face, son. You know, that's, that's, you know, as, as, a, as an athlete, you have that moment. You know, Serena Williams, you know, wins, wins a, a set, a point, a match, and she can go, come on, and, and, and put her arm in, in that, you know, raise her fist. And you're like, okay, she just did that. The audience applauds because they know they just saw something great. Every job has it. Every job has a moment of greatness. You just, um, depending on what job or what field you work in, you don't get a chance to really uh, receive an ovation the way some other forms of uh, of work. I don't even like calling what I do work. I like calling it fun. Everybody that knows me knows when when if I'm if I'm shooting something, they know. My, like my mother to this day, she'll say, "Oh, you going to going to fun?" If she knows I'm working on a TV show or a film, she's like, "You going to fun?" Because she knows I I love. Yeah, yeah, because um, she knows that that I'm uh, I'm in my element. Saying so, if I if I go perform, I'm I'm having fun. It's, I mean, it is a job, it's a career choice, but ultimately, if you ain't having fun doing whatever you do, uh, you better you best to keep it moving. And and I know I know more people that have have jobs than fun. <laughs> you know, I know. Too many people that, that spend a lot of time working jobs they can't stand instead of, you know, pursuing their their true self and their dreams. I feel like Oprah right now. <laughs> you get a car and you get a car. Everyone gets a car. Um so so definitely there is a uh, a time and a place for your ego. Um but you should never let your ego uh overflow and inhibit uh, people's reception of you and perception of you. And I, I don't think I ever talked about this, but I, I kept meaning, meaning to back when I was doing uh, this is this is going on. This has to be like almost 10 months, almost a year ago. I was doing uh, Gotham. I headlined Gotham once or twice a year in New York City. That's the backyard club. I mean, so uh, I'm doing media. I'm uh, bouncing. I think I did uh, Breakfast Club, Power 105. I was supposed to do um, Hot 97 
my man Siphon Rosenberg uh, and uh, Ebro, but Powell was running behind. And so I got up to uh, Hot 97 like 10 minutes late, you know, and I felt bad. I felt real bad because, you know, it, it's hard enough getting access to, uh, to, to do certain media outlets, especially the popular ones like Hot 97. I did Artie Lang, yeah, Artie, the Artie Lang show. Uh, yeah, I did a gang of them, Fox Five. I did, you know, I was out there. I was, I was same, and we and we sold out a couple of shows. So, so the media works. Um, and who knows what would happen if we uh, if we did High ninety seven? You know, because some people might listen to the Breakfast Club on Power one hundred and five, but there are other people that might listen to High ninety seven. So, uh, when I got there, I was running maybe ten minutes late. I'm going to say 10, less than 15, but more than 10. And by the time I get there, um, you know, everybody, the, the, the morning show crew had bounced. And I, felt, and I felt bad. I texted uh, Rosenberg, and I was like, yeah, man, I apologize. Because, you know, that's not, he was like, no, no worries, brother. I know how it goes, you know. He understood. So then uh, I think that was the extent of the media I had done. And then the following week, uh, my man Jeff Guarian, um, he had damn. What's the name of this show? I forgot the name of this show, but uh, it's not. I, I want to say Otto and George, but that's as Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez have a show on uh, Sirius XM. Uh, they show a lot of love to, to comics, and my man Jeff Guarian, um, who's who's I've known Jeff for years. He's a uh, staple on the New York comedy scene, <clears throat> and he uh, has a has an online magazine called uh, Comedy Matters. Um, and so he asked, and I was like, "Well, shoot! If Jeff asked me to come up and do Rod and Fez, I'm doing it." And he this was a week after I'd done my show, so technically there was no real reason for for me to do it. But you know, that's my man. He asked me, and I said, "All right, well, I'm doing it." That's what it was when we did Fox Five. We we were both there, and so he asked me to uh, asked me to do it. Um, so, uh, yeah. So he um, we were doing the show. We did Ron and Fez, and then I exit the studio um, after doing like an hour, and uh, and uh, Guarian asks me to. Uh, he says, yeah, can I just do a little interview? Um, can I do an interview out here from, from my internet show? So I say, yeah, no problem. So he has someone uh, recording uh, the video, and he has his mic out. And then I see, I see um, a couple of women down the hallway, one of whom I recognize from being a for a host of uh, one of the shows on BET. <laughs> I'm saying it that way, so 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 I I so no one knows exactly who it is. One day I will, uh, one day I will probably share that information. But there's a reason I'm not. So uh, this all goes back to the ego. Yeah, this all goes to ego. So. Uh, they, they, uh, I, I, I see the one in particular and I was like, oh, there's such and such. So 
Now, uh, Jeff asked me to do, you know, a couple of impressions, which I never mind doing. I'm not one of the guys. Co- I'm a comic that I know people do impressions. I don't mind. I'm, I don't mind doing them however I want to do them. You know, a lot of people will, will get offended when they're like, I'm not a monkey. I don't just jump on you. I'm like, it's not that serious. You know what I mean? Um, but to each his own. It's flattering. It's, it's not that serious, man, honestly. Life can be a lot more serious. Uh, you know, go see Fruitvale Station if you don't believe. So, uh, I, I, you know, I think I do Denzel. Um, might do Jay-Z since we're up there. And that's what it was. Shady 4-5 uh, studio was right next to Ron and Fez. Shady 4-5, which is uh, Eminem's, you know, hip-hop station, hip-hop-based station. So we, uh, we are recording. Uh, and then uh, I started doing Tracy Morgan's voice. So while I'm doing Tracy Morgan's voice, the women down the hallway start laughing. And they're laughing so they can hear me because we're in the hallway. So we're in the hallway, and uh, I said, I see you laughing at me to the one in particular from BT. I see, I see you laughing at me. And, and she, she, so she hides under this. She's, they're like sitting... Uh, and she goes and sort of leans under one of the tables. I was like, yeah, I see you smiling. Uh, uh, don't try and, uh, I don't, you know what I said? I don't even remember exact verbiage. Uh, oh, I said, I see you smiling at me with, with, with your cheeks. Cause this particular person always had pronounced, I always thought she had really pretty, I'm a, Call me weird. I've always been into uh, women having defined cheekbone structure. I think it's very attractive if, if they, you know. And so I said, I see you smiling with them cheeks. Yo, <clears throat> suddenly she loses it. She's like, all right, go back to your little jokes. Don't, don't, don't let your mouth get you in trouble. I said, so I said, what you, I said, what you talking about, mommy? I thought she was joking. And she's like, nah, this ain't no game over here. I said, oh, I said, I said, oh, no. I said, I said, no, nah, was what? And then I had lightning speed run through everything I said. And then I'm like, wait, I know she's not thinking me saying her cheeks meant her butt cheeks. Like, what? You know what? That's a, I said smiling with, with, with your cheeks. But hold up. But that's the only thing she could have been reacting that way to, right? So I'm like, oh, I said, nah. I said, if if you thought I was saying that, I wasn't. No, you know, just go back about your business with your little jokes. No, so I was like, so now I'm like really trying to plead my case. Jeff is still recording. I said, I said, oh no. I said, anyone that knows me knows that's not that's not me. I wasn't. I said, but I apologize if you thought I was saying it that way. I said, but I wasn't. So now here's where ego comes in. She's like. Who, who who are you? Who are you? I said, oh, I said, well, I said, we're, we're, now I'm like, well, how do we, you were just laughing at me and now you, now I'm not, now I'm, now I'm not famous enough for you, even though you just laughed for the last five minutes and I was nobody making you laugh now that you found something that you mis, mis, misunderstood. Now you've decided that I'm no longer worthy of, of the queen's attention. So 
That's that's all ego. Mike just said that is ego. I said that's all that's all ego, and it's a common thing, and it's and it's a whack thing because here's the, here's the thing. Um, yes, she was uh, she was uh, she she had a, a run or show on uh, BT, um, and she had her or has her fan base. That doesn't cancel out my successes, you know. Um, now here, here it gets better. So next thing I know, she's like, "Who are these people? Why are they? Why are they taping in the hallway? What are these cameras? You know what? Let me go get security." I, I'm like, so at this point, I've, I've turned away from her, and I'm now uh, with Jeff, and he's interviewing me. And I said, "Dude, I don't know what just happened." I said, "I said." You know I didn't mean it this way, um, but she's taking it that way, and I can't control it, so I'm not going to try to. Next thing I know, I see uh, uh, security approaches, large black man approaches, um, and a a woman from Sirius, um, both black. Um, the the dude was black, and the older woman was black. They both approach um, while. Uh, uh, the 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 unknown host, the 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 unnamed. I'll say the unnamed because she is known because she has an ego to back up that she's more popular than me. I guess so. She uh, she's staring at me, fuming. I'm smiling and laughing because I'm like I'm like, were you really just called security on me? She brought security up. Uh, um. On me and 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 Jeff and his camera guy, and they're like, uh, "Yes, um, who are you with?" Like, and he, Jeff is now. It's funny because being being black, I'm used to being on that side of it. <laughs> but so it was interesting seeing Jeff have to explain himself to black security as being being a black dude explain himself to white security. So that was just an interesting twist. And the dude was the, but ultimately she still called security on me. You know, she black, I'm black. I ain't expecting you to be my sister and I'm your brother. Uh, but there's there's a reason I mentioned that that I'll, I'll bring up later. Uh, so uh, the the security is like, yeah, these cameras, that um, unless this is, um, you know, supported by Sirius XM cameras, um, you're not supposed to film in the hallway. And he said, oh, well, you know what? No, I just, uh, we just did Ron and Fez. <clears throat> And uh, so now the producer from Ron and Fez comes out. So then uh, the 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 hostess um, from her that that got offended. She's saying to me, she's like, she's saying he just said something something real fly. He was being fly. I said I wasn't. I said, listen, I wasn't being fly. I wasn't trying to be fly. I think she misunderstood something I said. But prior to that, she was laughing. We were laughing, having a good time. I wouldn't say something to try to offend uh you know one of your one of your uh this jazz then oh but before that then she was like um don't 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 come out your mouth sideways you know <laughs> you know our rhyme I'll put you in a song so hold up so now my mom, I'm like you, you, you really going to put me in this you going to put the unknown comic in a song <laughs> you know but more than that I'm like is your music career popping like that that you putting me in a song? Because from what I'm aware of, it's not. 
So let's fall back there, number one. But secondly, then she was like, you know, uh, starts talking, you know, talking strong, like, you know, uh, you know, I know people. I'm like, I know people too. You know, I know people. You know who kid, DJ who kid um, is down the hall. He does his show. He's like, you know, who kid is in here. Uh, don't make me go get. I'm like, who kid and I both went to Rochester Institute of Technology at the same time. You're not saying anything to me. He's He knows me, you know. What's he, he's, you, you think he's going to come down? You, now, think about this, people. You think, hold on. You think that uh, uh, DJ is going to come down the hall and fight your battles uh, and not think that there would be some sort of legal ramification? You really think he's going to come and, and talk? Like, it was foolish, but laughable. I'm laughing through all of this, you know? Uh so then security came, and fortunately, one of the producers from Ron and Fez came and backed us up, and they said, because uh, they, were, they were about to take away his, uh, his camera, or the tape from his camera. And, um, and the producer from Ron and Fez said, no, you don't, you don't, uh, well, I see people recording in the hallway all the time that aren't serious XM uh, employees. And they said, okay, well, we just, we have to, we understand that. Um, and if they were your guests, but, you know, we're going to have to, uh, you know, stop recording now because, uh, one of, one of our employees feels, uh, like she was, oh, then, then she, then she yells out, I, I hear sexual harassment. I'm like, wow. I said, how did this become sexual harassment? Right, right. I don't work with her. So I don't know how this is suddenly, uh, uh, something we have to take up with human resources. So, phase away, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what all happened. I don't know how we got to this. I explained to security. I said, man, I said, what's up to you coming up here? And I said, I understand you're doing your job, but this is crazy. So, so they're like, uh, do you need us to escort you out? Because I was done. I said, nah. I said, I'm a big boy. I can, I'm not afraid of being attacked by DJ Who Kid or whomever <laughs> walking down the hallway. So I uh I gather my things, I say peace to uh peace to Jeff and Ron and Fed's crew. Uh oh, but one of their security dudes does have to escort me out to to make sure I don't lose it and just suddenly run through the serious XM offices, whatever. So I go out, I'm in the elevator. This is all for not even promoting a comedy show. The comedy show was over a week ago. I just went over um, because they asked me. And I was like, you know what? That's my man. They, they asked me, so I'm going to go. Never hurts to go promote yourself, even if you don't have a show. I, I got to probably mention, uh, mention the, the, the podcast, the Father Monkey Protocol. So uh, I go and I'm waiting for the elevator. And then the opposite door I come out of, there's, you know how, like, when you go to most uh, offices, there are two, uh, two ways to go to the elevator. So the opposite door that comes from the actual offices instead of the main lobby area opens. Who is it but the unnamed uh, BET hostess? <laughs> her and her crew. And she's like, you believe? she's like, there you go right there. Uh, she, she looks at me, you know, I ain't nothing but the Lord. I start laughing. Uh, I said, look, man, I said, 
you um you totally misunderstood something uh something that was said. I said, I didn't say it that way. I said, you took it that way. And in my mind, I'm in my mind, I'm saying you took it that way because people have always possibly referred to your to your booty or what have you. And so you never you never took offense when Jamie Foxx or Jay-Z or whomever ever said something about it. But as soon as the layperson might have said something about it, which they didn't, uh, now you want to attack me. So I said, but I didn't. I said, she's like, yeah, but you know what? Listen, you have to understand. And, and you always know somebody's starting to talk some crap when they start talk clapping with every syllable. Listen, you got to understand. So she starts talking with her hands. You have to understand. You know my brand. You know how, you know how... And I'm like, and you know how much I heard. Y'all know how much I can't stand people using the phrase and verbiage brand. Everybody is not a brand, all right? I get it, but Oprah's a brand. Every time I say Oprah's a brand, uh, Bill Gates is a brand. But if you are a, a stripper and you happen to take a couple of pictures on Instagram with the butt meat mushed, while you're sitting on the uh the 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 basin of your sink in your bathroom and you like hashtag about that life hashtag getting money what exactly is your brand you tell me do tell you know so that's another story so anyway so you know my brand you know and I'm like listen I said I'm not I'm not going to sit here and argue it I said but you you misunderstood it but if you took it a certain way, I apologize for you. To, I didn't say I'm sorry because I wasn't sorry because I didn't do anything. I said, if you took it a certain way, I apologize for you taking it a certain way. And then this is was, this was why I said the thing about brother, sister. She actually, so uh, as I'm saying that, uh, we're on the elevator at this point. And as the elevator door opens, she she looks at me and says, all right, you know, that's, that's, that's that's an, that's enough. Um, let's not talk about this anymore because people are getting on and we don't want them to see us going at it this way. And in my mind, I'm like, you just cost you now you want now you want to be civil rights and the black man and black woman together after I said, but you, so, but you you didn't have a problem calling security on the black man. So uh, I, I I head back home. Matter of fact, I think I took the train up there. Yeah, I took the train up. By the time I get back to Brooklyn, uh, my 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 I ha my twats have have exploded. I got a gang of people. You'd have to scroll way down, but they're in there. Gang of people. I guess Ron and Fez were. You know, their show was still going after I left, so they could hear everything. So they could hear everything. And I, I don't know if Jeff went back in afterwards or if they were just... Ultimately, the the audience started, you know, backing me up. Man, F that, Dean. You ain't do nothing wrong. We heard the whole thing, man. And then they... Hold up. So then they start bashing uh, hosts from BET that weren't... That, that either are currently there or used to be there. They started, like, bashing people. They're like, I think... Uh, one person, I think, uh, uh, run from Run DMC, Angela Simmons is, is his daughter. And I think they, somebody's like, man, Angela Simmons, she ain't never did, did a good job up there. Anyway, I'm like, so I had to send out a tweet saying, yo, 
Y'all are all way off base. Fall, fall back. I appreciate the love. But y'all are off base, man. But I just thought it was funny. And and uh to see how things can get blown out of proportion. But more more importantly, how people's egos can get out of hand. I was just talking recently about how uh how now the way the the way people use the method, I should say, people use to silence someone speaking the truth is they just attack their character and their their lack of fame. You know, so like uh so like uh uh I know uh who is it? Lord Jamar from uh from Brand Nubian, you know. Brand Nubian is one of one of uh you know those those you know rap groups that was was you know a big deal during the during the the golden era of hip hop as people call the late eighties to early nineties prior to uh you know gangster rap really and and you know g funk really you know just becoming the the prominent sound in in hip hop music and so uh I guess Lord Jamar, no, no, Lord Jamar, actually. I'm I'm actually re- relaying something that he said because I guess Dame Dash, Dame Dash had a, had a problem, which is not surprising. <laughs> Dame had a problem with uh, the heads of uh, Def Jam Records, calling them culture vultures. And so Funkmaster Flex then got involved and came to their defense. For whatever reason, who knows what reason? He might be friends with them. Maybe he owed them favors. Who knows? But he uh, he got on and started attacking Dame by saying, "You're not relevant anymore. You're not relevant." And what I like about Lord Jamar's response—it wasn't even response. He just he was asked the question on DJ Vlad. Y'all can see the interview. He said, uh, "He said, who says that?" He's like, "When." He was like, what, what is, what is, how do you define relevance? What relevance meaning uh, that you are, uh, you're a part of the uh, white corporate machine uh, and you're, you're making a white company money. So therefore you're relevant. He's like, every human being is relevant. If you're, if you're on the planet living, your life is relevant. So for you to spout that for millions of people that might listen to you, (coughs) that's, that's, that's uh that's evil because you're 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 fueling the fires and and Dame really was was saying listen I want I want I want to have a debate a, an open debate with you all you know and, and talk and let's sit down and talk um like grown men you know not air things on on Twitter or social media let's talk and, and talk about it and instead of having a conversation, Flex is saying you're you're not relevant. You're not re-. because that's that's how that's how people are. Rihanna did that with uh with TLC. TLC, I guess. Well, TLC had. Well, here's the thing. TLC. Huh? What'd you say? Somebody died. Mike says somebody died from T. No, not well. I guess. Right. Well, here's the thing. I guess um I guess TLC had uh had come out and said something with regards to when we when we were out 
uh, when we were out, um, we didn't have to, you know, take off all our clothes to uh, make an impression on people. Now, here's the thing. Now, they didn't say Rihanna's name. That could have been... Uh, that could have been 50 people, man. That could have been... That, that, that couldn't have been aimed specifically at necessarily uh, Riri. That could have been directed at Taylor Swift. That could have been directed at uh, Kesha, Katy Perry. It could have been a number of... Uh, Nicki Minaj, you know, it could have, Miley Cyrus. It could have been a lot of people. You know, and and also keep in mind that these women are are they're they're older and they're parents now, so their perspective is is going to change and and, uh, and become I guess more. It seems like what would be a more uh, a more responsible uh, approach um, or a more aware approach of of what they're doing. So um, they said that. Um, but, you know, media ran with it saying TLC band members hit Rihanna. No, but that's, that really was, was all speculative. They, they, they weren't necessarily uh, aiming it at her. Like, here's the quote. It said, every time I see you, you don't have to be naked, right? It's easy to sell sex. It's hard for us to say anything because anytime we do, they say, oh, TLC must be jealous, but I call a spade a spade. And uh, and is that we we never mentioned any artist's name. So then, Rihanna, <laughs> when you reread, when you, when you reread, and when I want when Rihanna reads something, does she reread it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So uh, so I think Rihanna said here. I'm looking for for her uh, for a tweet because it was it was just so dismissive. It was so dismissive. Um, it said, "When there's no change, change in the fact that I'm me, and there, when there's no change in the fact that I'm me, and they're well, they're them." Here, I'm trying. I want to find the 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 first the first tweet though, because she she went at him. Was somebody tell? She said something like, "Will somebody tell these old thoughts?" And here's the thing: I ain't gonna front. I know I'm old because. Oh, the first time I heard the uh, the phrase "thought," I didn't know what "thought" was. <laughs> that that I didn't know what that "thought" thing meant, man. Uh, so hold up, Rihanna slams TLC. Look, I'm 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 on my uh my my lap right now, trying to look and see what it says. Well, there's no change in the fact that man, they're me and I'm them. Man, shoot! If I can't find this soon, I'm gonna just tell y'all. Go ahead. And look it up yourselves. Uh, oh, P-H-U-C-K. Fuck what an old thought gotta say. Right? So, and now here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, you know, she didn't say their name. So, um, it wasn't necessarily directed at them. But, <laughs> I, I think we're going to have to go with hers was probably more definitively aimed at she wasn't just talking junk about random thoughts. And when did when did becoming old uh, get discounted? Like people act like nowadays. That's what it is. And I know I sound like the old. I sound old by saying this, but you can't. You what? Whatever happened to respect for your elders and and people that 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 uh, you know might have been offering you some wisdom and paved the way 
for you because uh, that's what I liked about what Lord Jamar said. He said, uh, you know what, TLC, um, they, they, they are, Rihanna needs to pay homage to them because they are part of her musical lineage, you know, uh, as far as worldwide pop artists that, that uh, you know, come out and, and open doors that might not have been open. And, and obviously we can't go back in time and say, well, if not for TLC, would Rihanna have happened? Because I always feel like people are going to get their shine where they're going to get their shine. If they have that talent, it's going to shine through. But just think it's, uh, it's, it's disrespect. I would never, I'm not going to look at Bill Cosby and say, you know, if, if yeah, this old full of mucker trying to, trying to tell me what to do, you know? Um, it, that's not to say, now here's the thing. Bill Cosby, if, if, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to ever meet Bill Cosby and he says something, I'm, I'm a man first. I'm a man, so if he if he says something to me that I didn't agree with, I might disagree with him as as a human being, but that's not gonna make me say that old that old man don't know what he told me because I'm like you know what uh, he ain't he ain't relevant he ain't out in these streets. Look, I'm clapping as I say he ain't out here in these streets, son. Uh, you know, and and that's that's where we are as a culture now where you cannot. You 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 cannot have uh, elders uh, offer their opinion, and I think that's also a uh, I think that's a byproduct of the of the whole uh, social media movement because now just with the verbiage the, the term think about it, uh, the, the whole term like all your life you were raised by by your your teachers and and your parents to be a leader. And don't follow the pack. March to the beat of your own drummer and create your lane. And then as soon as you get on social media, what's the first thing they ask you to do? And you got to follow somebody. You got to be, have followers. Got to have followers. Gotta, you got you to gotta create your own, your own movement. <coughs> and, oh, well, you know what? I'll follow you if you follow me. Okay, so I'm following you and I'm a, I'm a follower, but I'm also a leader. You know, so it's, uh, it's confusing. And I think it's, it's sort of confused the lines of communication as well as the, the, the it's, it's skewed the lines of reality to make people think they're more, they're more famous and more popular than what they really are. You know, just because a bunch of people like your pics does not mean you're famous. That means you got a fat ass, you know, that just means you got a big booty. Like I, I, I always, uh, I used to joke with Donnell, um, uh, on guy code, I said, well, you know what, um, Melanie, like, um, Melanie Iglesias, you know, gorgeous young lady and, uh, fellow castmate on guy code. But I always said, I said, well, you know, Melanie's going to have more followers than everybody on this show. I'm like, what you mean? So I said, Melanie's fine. I said, and I'm guessing probably more young men watch guy code than young women. And guys are going to follow her. And I was right. Dudes are always, if you take two people with the same credentials and you put them and you take pictures of both of them and you put the, they, you set up an Instagram account for both of them, the woman is going to have more followers. Um, a dude, <coughs> dude might take pictures of himself. He might be in good shape uh, and he's ripped up and cut. And he has a lot of women might follow him, but 
every dude will find. You'll send that picture to dudes that don't even know who she is. They'll say, oh, you know, I don't, I don't follow her. Just look at her. Look at them tatas, you know. So people need to sort of relax on, on what, what you allow social media to dictate being your reality, son. Uh, I, need to, I need to put a rest in my voice, B, because this is a strain. Um, yo, man, but, you know, hope y'all enjoyed the app, man. You know, been fun rocking and riding with y'all. Um, I'm about to take a sip of my water. My brother's killing me. But I fought through it and made sure that I had something to say to y'all, man. So uh, let me know what you think. Uh, you know, as always in the comment sections on iTunes and, and SoundCloud and all things comedy, you know, follow us. And uh, Look, I just said all that. Make sure you follow us. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe um, so that you can be a follower <laughs> after I said all that. If you dig the podcast, tell a friend um, and, and keep supporting it, man. And uh, bigger, better coming. So y'all, uh, y'all keep an ear and an eye out, man. And yo, big things are guard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this your man, Dean Edwards. I apologize. For, I apologize for my voice sounding like this, y'all. But uh, but we'll be back and clear soon enough, baby. All love, two fingers, peace.